Hello there, Nicola Barden here from Q102's Weekend Buzz. I hope you are all doing really well and thank you so, so much for pressing play today to listen to this episode. Before I let you listen to the whole thing, I just have a little bit of news for you. So if you're a fan of the Weekend Buzz or this is the first time you've ever listened to it, amazing and thank you and scroll back. We've got over 70 episodes there. So there's some great chats for you to listen to from the likes of the cast of SVU, from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Grey's Anatomy, loads of stuff, some amazing singers, reality stars, great in-depth conversations for you to enjoy and I know that's what you're here for so that's why I have to tell you my news I have rebranded the show and it is now strictly podcast so it's no longer on radio it is just podcast and it goes under the name tis yourself so do come and find us we're on um, Instagram and Twitter and obviously all the places that you're listening to podcasts so if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Google, Castbox, Good Pods, Spotify we are there I am there with my over 50 guests, fantastic guests. You're going to love some of them. They're absolutely amazing. So we've got some of the cast from like Games of Thrones, Breaking Bad. Yes, Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones. Can you believe it? Uh, Some amazing singers like Shane Ward, Matt Cardle are there. We have the actor Jerry O'Connell, who had some surprising roots to Ireland, you won't believe. We have... The likes of Tom Lenk from Buffy, who played Andrew. Um, if you're Irish, you'll know the names James Patrice, Trisha's Transformation, Tommy Fleming, the Nolan family. There's loads and loads of stuff in there. We've Sarah Jane Dunn from Hollyoaks. We've got some cast of EastEnders. So there's a real mix of Irish, UK, US guests. And we're just adding to them every single day. We're getting some new guests. Season four is just about to be launched. So come and join me. I'm over here waiting for you to discover me. That's Tiz Yourself with me, Nicola Barden. Hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Weekend Buzz with Nicola Barden. This is The Weekend Buzz. This is Q102 and this is Nicola Barden here with you this morning. If you've tuned in over the last few weeks, there seems to be a bit of a rugby theme, an unintentional rugby theme going on on the show. I had Matt Williams on a couple of weeks ago talking. Okay, that was intentional. He was talking about the Ireland-Italy game and then obviously Ireland-France for the Six Nations. Conor Murray was on last week and he was talking about Down Syndrome Ireland. You know, that was not just about rugby. Um, And today I have Sean O'Brien. I caught up with Sean on Zoom during the week. Very generously gave me a lot of his time to talk about his new book, Fuel, his autobiography, which is out now. So you can go and pick it up in the shops, get it for a Christmas present. Um, And you'll hear some... We have some of the best bits we chat about here in this conversation. So if you are a big rugby fan, this is the chat for you. So this is myself and Sean catching up during the week. So come here, yes. weekend. 
very open, really, to be honest. Yeah, that was um, that was the plan with it, I suppose. To, I suppose tell a bit of a different story, you know, tell my story. So that's what I was kind of going for, um, just to be as honest and open as possible. And uh, yeah, it's been getting good bit of feedback. It's nice to, for people to kind of relate to a lot of the stuff in it. You know, a lot of people, a lot of sports people, wait until they're retired to release one. Like we've seen Rob's book is obviously out as well at the same time. But you're still playing, like you still play for London. So was there yeah. a reason that you wanted it to come out now before you finished your rugby career? Um, it was probably it was probably just good timing with my hip injury and my, I had 10 months of rehab to do and, it, and everything was so fresh in my head still so I have like obviously have another year or two over here to, to do but you know I think the chunk of my career has been done in Leinster in Ireland so I felt it was probably the right time to if I was ever going to do it to do it now There's For anyone who's a rugby fan you like pick some of the biggest games in, in your own personal career and then obviously like you know, playing for Tullo, playing for Leinster, playing for Ireland. You know, some of them are games people mightn't necessarily remember, but they're ones that you remember. Yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a bit of that in it. It's, it's funny how even even sometimes when I'm talking to people at home, they say, oh, do you remember that game you played? And I wouldn't remember it again. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but, but I remember some of the stuff that's... You know that I've put in the book of good things and bad things uh, about about those games, and um, yeah, it's funny how you're you're as an athlete you hold on to to certain games a bit more than others, and um, you know that's why uh, that's why they're in there. And it's funny how certain things that you hold on to that were in a in a maybe very small match, maybe you did something wrong, and you still remember that even though the like consequences are well gone you know you've moved on you're still playing you know you went on to Leinster and you're like I still remember that small thing I did yeah yeah you do you have things like that I think as um as athletes and as, and as people who we obviously move on very quickly but you never really forget so you have those little things embedded in you and, and they kind of make you they make you better as you go through um you know your rugby career etc to, to make sure that you don't make the same mistakes again and you know bits and pieces like that and then the enjoyable stuff the enjoyable part of it too were like like I often think like what's the best game I've ever played for instance and why was it why what kind of mindset had I gone into that game so different things like that so it's all relative to, to, to progression I don't know how you could pick one game you know you could might be able to pick one Ireland game or one Leinster game but like to, over your whole career it would be very hard to pick just one yeah well there's been so many good memories you know big wins you know like I speak about the, the whole French game in 2015 in the World Cup like that was one of the most enjoyable days on the pitch beating those but then um, you know getting sighted and stuff afterwards is one of the worst times of my career Yeah. Uh, so it's funny how it goes and then the World Cup in 2011 you know we're on a massive high after beating Australia and then we come and Wales uh, chop us down and uh, put us back in our place and become kind of a bogey team for us going forward so there's lots of that and then obviously the two tours with the Lions you know what, what a great experience and um you know, there's memories you'll never forget. You mentioned in the book that you never thought that you guys would win the World Cup in 2011. Was that something that you kind of realised over there or as you were getting, as it was coming up? I know, I think, I think you, at that stage we were just building something, you know, and I don't think we had, you know, you look at all the teams who've won the World Cup over the years, they've strength and depth in every position, but we were only building that strength and depth at that stage. 
But like with that team, we get past Wales there, for instance. We could have done anything like. Um, we had a good team. Everyone was kind of still fit at that stage. We hadn't lost too many to injuries, etc. So it was uh, it was not that we... Yeah, well, we probably hadn't the depth to win the World Cup at that stage. But we were building something nicely. So we could have got over that quarterfinal barrier as such. Yeah, it, was just, it, was, it wasn't that year. We're, we're not really World Cup people, are we? <laughs> well, we haven't been in recent years. But I think, uh, you know, the new crop hopefully will, will get us past that stage. Fingers crossed all the time. Uh, I didn't realise you had such a long kind of Gaelic career before getting into rugby. I knew you had played GA, but mm. it's something that you like. You talk about that you're playing from very young, very very little back in Carlo. Yeah, well, that's that would have been the first um, thing I was introduced to at that stage of my life. You know, as a young fella, and um, I absolutely loved Gaelic. So I did absolutely loved it. So it was um, something that that group of people even that when I started playing rugby that whole our whole Gaelic team was our rugby team uh, a year later or two years later so it was it was funny how it went but um, yeah I still I still miss it to this day I still miss uh, playing Gaelic football because when you start off with something and you're you're uh, handy enough at it and you have a good team around you as well it's um it's it's so enjoyable. So I still like get the itch every now and again to um to sneak back and play again if I could, but um that won't be happening anytime soon. Yeah, I think uh, you might get in a bit of trouble. I know you did throughout the years line out there and uh, I didn't know, I swear you're not meant to play. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's a few times I got a few slaps on the wrist for um for I suppose when you when you're given like a summer tour off or something, you should be resting. But um I always was of, of the opinion of keep myself taking over, but um, while I while I can do running and stuff, I shouldn't really be uh, playing football games. I think this it's probably the culture thing. Like the culture thing is to go to the GAA. Like when, for for all I've known, anyone I knew play played Gaelic and then maybe branched into football and then rugby maybe as an 11, 12, 13. So you coming up through that Gaelic and then getting into rugby, going into those schoolies. Leinster camps and stuff it must have been really strange. It must have been very few non-schoolies, I suppose. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a bit strange at the time. Um, it was something that you know I just had to adapt to and get used mm-hmm. to. And it was. I suppose I was used to training just twice a week as well. And these boys were very skillful players, but had kind of had been like in in the school set up and you know were knowledgeable about the game and stuff. But yeah, it was. It was a bit of a. Bit of a strange one for me initially because I, I just had to get used to all them boys and they had to get used to me too. So it was, uh, <laughs> we, soon, we soon got acquainted and um, they started to kind of take notice then of, of um, you know, this young fella from the country who they, they don't even know where Toto or Carlo is, you know. <laughs> so it's, it's yeah, like you boys. mentioned some of the people that are around at the same time as you, like Luke Fitzgerald and, you know, obviously Patricko was in the older group, Johnny Sexton. They're all coming from big rugby areas or whatever. And then they're like, I think, were you the first Carlo player to play for me, Ireland? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, I think so. There's been like Bernard Jackman was from Wicklow, obviously originally, and we had like we had in Tullow Rugby Club actually we had an under 19 international in Harry Byrne it was his name. He was a hooker. He went to Newbridge College. He the first in the area. Well, no wonder they're so proud of you when you go down there and they have signs everywhere and everything. <laughs> they're like clinging on. They're like, he's our guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fairness, the support at home is is brilliant, and you know that's why that's why I'm, I I like going back there as well. And it's just an ordinary day there. No one, no one. Back an eyelid at you 
and we're so used to seeing you around and it's, and it's your home and uh, people have been very supportive of me over the years to be fair. Like you mentioned in the book as well that you're saying that like because you lived on the farm from, and you helped out your dad from so young and then helped out the neighbours and you know carrying buckets of water and everything that when you go home it's just something you just help out in these scenarios again so like for for anyone who's not from the area, driving by and seeing Sean O'Brien working out on a farm would be very strange, but it's probably for your family, that's probably normal. Yeah, it's 100% normal. It's That's why that's what I mean about Tullow. Like I, um, a couple of years ago, I was parking cars at the Tullow show <laughs> and I was down I was down at the, for the rugby club and I was down at um, the horse, horse entrance. People were driving in <laughs> and they were stopping and, and nearly stopping traffic and saying, what are you doing parking cars here? <laughs> like, and I was like, well, it's for the rugby club, so I'm, I'm down here the whole time. I give a hand with it and I can, so it was quite funny to see people's reactions when they're coming in. Um, so that was, uh, yeah, it's, it's good down there though. Every, that's that's what that's what I like about Tullow. It's a real community kind of environment. Mm-hmm. Everyone rolls in behind everything that goes on, um, whether it be rugby, football, soccer. Um, you know, we, we all support each other. And do you find that when you go out back home that people aren't as snap happy with phones and stuff like that? Because it's something that you kind of bring up a lot in the book is that you you enjoyed when like playing with Leinster in the earlier days when people didn't know who you were, that you could actually go out afterwards and enjoy yourself. And then suddenly people are filming you a lot and people are taking photos and all that kind of stuff. In Tullow, can you just be Sean? Oh yeah, yeah, there's none of that down there. Um... You know, it's 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 different. It's it's more so um, that kind of thing probably happens more so in Dublin with with all the in the rugby circle because it's such a big thing up there. But um, down home, no, it's it's completely normal, um, and that's what that's it's completely normal over here as well in London. It's um, you know you're a, you're you're really a nobody over here. Um, you know, there um, just people chasing around Premiership soccer players. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com stuff like that but um, not chasing any of us around that was one thing I wasn't sure if you were going to address some of those stuff in the book because you do bring up some of the incidents that have happened to you like you know when you've had a few drinks and people are filming you and you go back to a house party or you know the incidents in Cassidy's was it something that you were like I'm going to get my word out on this and that's that's going to be that yeah well it was just to to say it as it was Um, Mm. you know and and obviously you know none of that stuff should have ever happened and it did and it's it's my mistake and I hold my hand up and and uh, you know I have to live with that but it's um, yeah it's kind of it's you know it's, it's different when there's um, when there's something put out there that's uh, not quite as accurate as, a, as it's meant to be but um, again like you have to look at I look at myself there and say I shouldn't be in that situation in my position so you have to you have to learn and, and move on and um, you know take it on the chin it's hard. It must be hard though when, like Leinster, is saying to you, "Don't say anything," and you just want to be like, "Listen, this is actually what happened." Like, because I know if somebody was saying something about me, I'd be like, 
you're getting my side and that's that but it's not it's not the way that it's not the way the world operates at the minute um, because it could be lost in translation what you're trying to say um, so it's you just you just have to soak it up and say um, it's it's my fault obviously because I, I was in that situation and um, you know that's uh, that's really all you can say say sorry and, and um, you know get on with things what's funny about it for me is that and you talk about this in the book is one of the greatest nights out I've ever had was in Sydney was in the Cock and Bull pub in Bondi Junction the night of the Lions the night after the Lions won because we were yeah. at the Lions game and we went out the whole day went to the match it was brilliant great time but the next day we went we were on a bit of a rollover and uh, we went to the Cock and Bull and we were about nine o'clock we we're like we should probably go home and then the door opened and you walked in <laughs> I remember because we'd known the team were drinking up in Bondi but it was in a really nice bar you know fans weren't going to get in and then the whole place erupted when you walked in and it was a very different vibe that, like yes those people with videos and taking pictures but it was pure crack everyone was like sing us yeah. a song and here's a pint yeah not. yeah 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 no that was that was great crack in fairness that day because i was um we'd been out all day that day and um i remember going back to the hotel and i was uh we were still having a few drinks around the team room and stuff and then i got a text off my brother william and um he said where are you and i said i probably head on to bed now soon about quarter nine, I think, and he said, "Oh, we're down in uh, the Cock and Bowl." And I said, "Oh, I come down with my dad, my dad, and my sister, and uh, all my friends were there as well." So, um, yeah, it was it was good fun that night. Um, dad got a good few shots at him too, so he was just, he was well pleased. He was saying, "Don't give him the hand," but he was drinking them behind my back. I think we met your dad. We were up beside the stage when you were up on stage singing Mumford and Sons, and I have all these videos and photos. And I remember some of my friends were too hungover to go out that day. And and they were fuming because they were <laughs> raging. We were coming back and like, this is us drinking with Sean O'Brien. Here we are. And they were raging. But it was really good crack. It was the Lions tour that year seemed to be, I don't know, because it was the only Lions tour I've ever been on, but it just seemed that the Irish were everywhere for it. Yeah, I suppose in Australia, like Perth and, uh, you know, and Sydney and everything, there's so many Irish. So it was uh, it was definitely um, it was definitely an enjoyable tour from that point of view when we, when we, got, when we got out. But um, yeah, it was great crack. It was good to see people in such good form and really, really embracing the whole thing and, you know, enjoying themselves. So I was happy enough. And you, you do want to, your aim is to get to another Lions tour. Yeah, if possible. Like I need, I need a lot of things to go well for me this year, obviously. But um, I need to make sure I can, I can perform at that level again, and that's that's going to take games with London Irish and stay injury free. Which is not easy, obviously, considering the career you're in. But it's something that you kind of put off that injury, facing that injury when you were at Leinster, because obviously you wanted to end on a high in that. And do you look back now and wish you kind of had got it sorted quicker? Um, no, not really. To be honest, it was a shot in the dark. So it was, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I, I didn't want a chance, I suppose, leaving Leinster uh, a year and a half before I probably should have um, without trying everything. So it was just a process and I had to bide my time and make sure I, I tried everything possible. And, um, you know, thankfully it's worked out for me. How different is uh, the London Irish setup to the Leinster setup? Because you've been with Leinster so long and then you go into a completely new environment. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's definitely different, all right. But it, it's one which is um, which uh, has a good group of players, good group of coaching staff. We want to be ambitious this year, but it's different to Leinster. Like Leinster built something over a long period of time. Mm. London Irish are kind of in that phase now again, where they want to build again and um, you know stay stay in the Premiership for a, a long, long time. Um, so it's it's just different in a lot of aspects. But um, good group of lads there now, and, and lads that want to try and do well. So. 
really looking forward now to the season starting next week and you know hopefully hit the ground running. It's weird for you to come like have taken so long off for an injury and then a lockdown happens. You're like ah, would you just let me back on the pitch? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was strange, strange because I'd only played one game. We had a week off the following week and then lockdown happened and I was itching obviously for rugby at that stage. And then when I came back just before the end of last season, I had a little bit of a hammy issue and I wasn't I wasn't really able to sprint full tilt. But it was, um, a lot of younger lads needed games, so I didn't really. I only played one game then as well and got ready now for for next week really yeah it's been frustrating with lockdown and then everything just happened hopefully now we've a clear run at the year now soon well uh, hopefully and you know you'll actually get to show the the Lions what you can do obviously London Irish fans show them what you can do but show you know with the goal of the Lions is the Ireland thing like will you ever pull on a green jersey again do you think I don't think so no not not, uh, anytime soon anyway with the way things are but no it's if I don't, I don't. Obviously, I'd love to, but um, you know, I've had my had my time um, uh, in the jersey, and um, you know, I'm happy with how I've contributed to that um, over the years. And um, if I was to ever get an opportunity again, you know, I'd I'd love it obviously. But um, the the rulings there, and um, there's a lot of really, really, really good young lads um, coming through, and. Um, They've, they've class players in the back row at the minute. Uh, yeah, I think there's we've seen over the last few games there is a lot of people, new names that are learning, that are you know really doing well. Um, one thing that is completely away from rugby that stood out to me in your book, and you only mentioned it slightly, is that you were talks to become a guard. <laughs> I was like, what? I, I, th- I thought about the guards, yeah, when I was um, when I was before I started my apprenticeship in carpentry. So I hadn't I hadn't really um, planned obviously on. Uh, going to college or anything like that I was going to I was going to do a trade and then I kind of thought the buildings were kind of slowing down at that time where when I was starting about six months before I started so I was kind of thinking right if I have a crack in the guards I think I'd be a pretty good guard on mind you you do have a kind of guard to look about you that's what I thought afterwards <laughs> what's, what's a guard to look well you know the tight hair the broad shoulders and very tall <laughs> yeah yeah no I don't know um no, so, I think yeah, the lads around Tullo would be terrified if you were Garda O'Brien was coming towards them. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be a very fair one. To be, to be fair, I, I would, I would, I'd hope to be anyway. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately for you, life took a different road. And you had to take up rugby instead. Damn. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't change it. And have you thought about then, Sean, when um, this all wraps up, when London Irish is finished, you know, in a few years? what you're going to do next I suppose it's something that Rob would be looking at now that he's retired as well and like Tommy Bow is there doing he's doing TV work with Air and obviously with Virgin Media yeah Brian does a lot of uh, commentary and stuff but it is <laughs> something I suppose is probably in the back of the mind yeah I want to I probably want to go down the coaching route first and foremost something I enjoy I'd like to probably learn my trade away from Ireland for a period of time, maybe go to New Zealand, Australia, getting those setups that have different cultures and, and different ways of doing things and then kind of figure out what way you want to try and coach yourself. So that's probably the initial plan at the minute. Um, and I have a business degree to finish off, which I've just about a year of left um, in Griffith whenever I can get get that done. So there's a few bits and pieces, obviously. Coaching is at the forefront of my mind at the minute because I just, I, I get a good kick out of it and I enjoy it. And I know it's, I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but I've always done it and I've always enjoyed it. So that's probably the plan at the minute. And you have done that back home. And I saw in, in the book, you said you do want to end your career back home you know where it all started and I think that's really honourable because a lot of people want to go out on a peak Leinster or you know I've won, we've won the Six Nations or with Ireland or whatever like that 
we've won the Heineken Cup and I'm going to quit then but you are like I want to go back to where it started yeah yeah no I, I definitely want to regardless of what type of game it is whether it be a first or a second game or whatever I'd, I'd love to fi- finish off playing a few games in Tullow and uh, I might even squeeze in a few uh, Junior B Championship games with Fight Fox maybe as well so we'll see oh I have an image of you age 40 lining out <laughs> for the local yeah. championship yeah. Yeah. yeah I could be I could be <laughs> then going for your Garda, Garda exam listen Sean it's so lovely to talk to you thanks a million for taking so much time out this morning I really appreciate it no bother Nicola all the best Ireland star Sean O'Brien there former of Leinster now with London Irish Sean O'Brien talking about his new book Fuel which is out now you can pick it up and obviously you can give it as a gift for Christmas or get it for yourself Um, I've just finished it before I chatted to Sean very very easy read and lots and lots of stuff in it and one for rugby fans definitely there's so much analysis of some games that you will never ever forget so it's great to hear from a player's point of view that's all I have time for this morning but if you've just tuned in and you missed any of Sean or if you missed any of Lacey they will be up on our podcast so just search Q102 Weekend Buzz and you will find it there wherever you listen to your podcast uh, Spotify Apple Acast anything like that I'm on I'm on them all so come and have a listen to them and to any of the other ones that you may have missed really appreciate you tuning in to Q102 this morning we'll have loads of great music coming up throughout the day uh, have a great weekend look after yourself stay safe and I will chat to you next week bye Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It really means a lot to me and I really hope you enjoyed it. Do scroll back and see if there's anything else that you might enjoy. And before I let you go, do remember to come and find me on my new podcast, Tis Yourself. Again, talking to celebrities, this time a lot more in depth. So there might be longer episodes there. And we're talking about what was life like before they became famous, the different alternative roads they could have went down, how life changed for them for good and bad. And so, so, so much more. And of course, the thing that they're best known for. So come and find me, Tis Yourself with Nicola Barden. And I really hope you'll enjoy the new episodes. They're up to date. They're brilliant. There's some great people there. And I'd love your support. So please do come find us. That's Tis Yourself with Nicola Barden.